Hi, I'm Geeta and I'm Swati. Welcome to episode 12 of the Autism Everyday podcast. Today we're going to talk about what makes the parent tick. Just a little heads up for those of you tuning in only now. Geeta and I are BCBAs. We run Weekan, a resource center for autism in Chennai, and we are passionate about parent training, education, and of course, ASD. So, um today we're going to be talking about parents. Well, what's new, right? We've been talking about this for a while. Specifically parents of children with autism. Again, we've been talking about it for a while, but we'll come to you know specifically what it is being a parent never mind whether the child has autism or is a typically developed child being a parent comes with its joy its challenges and most of these challenges come from the the love the emotional connect the attachment aspirations expectations and dreams right we all have these for our children and i think many of our challenges arise from these expectations and emotions that we have and being a parent of a child with autism comes with the same set of feelings thoughts emotions hopes the only difference being that specific issues connected to autism take center stage once you have a diagnosis of autism So it's not easy being a parent any which way even to a neurotypical child because at some point in life you get told off for being a horrible parent <laughs> <laughs> right and i'm sure we have all done that to our parents also and it's definitely not easy to parent a child with autism here is a child who is often unable to communicate seems happy doing his own thing cries sometimes laughs sometimes for seemingly no earthly reason has some odd mannerisms seems to know some things like naturally but it's challenged when we try to teach him certain simpler things that we think are very simple so how does a parent deal with this with this enigma this very puzzling individual right the child was another child till about 18 months of age and then things suddenly started changing there is an occasional doubt that creeps in maybe not even every day but that you know the parent starts to feel about that 18 months to 2 years old that something is not quite right yet is it not something that you can specifically pin down and sometimes when you voice this feeling to your partner or other family members you might get just told off for overthinking or not being positive in quotes <laughs> about your own child you may ask the pediatrician sometimes you may get a similar telling off from them we've heard of families uh, particularly mothers being told that you need to have your head examined there's nothing wrong with the child it's an unfortunate response from a professional but it has happened in the past all of this can sometimes happily put you back into the comfort zone of believing that all is well and that you're just being overtly imaginative or unnecessarily worried about this child Yeah, up until the point when you can no longer deny it. Yeah, true. Your child is three, or he's four, and he doesn't speak like another three-year-old or four-year-old child. Um, he's suddenly fixated on wheels, or he throws tantrums that scare you, and so you go, and at this point you get a diagnosis. Some of you are lucky enough to have some counseling sessions after the diagnosis to help you deal with it. 
to help you get through the shock, the grief that comes with it, to actually sit down and understand autism spectrum disorder itself. Some other parents are not so lucky. They get information from many sources, some of which are authentic, some of which you'd rather, you know, stay clear of. <laughs> There's camel milk, Ayurvedic massages, GFCF diets, and worst of all, chelation. But you know, as a parent, you got to start somewhere. So you look online and oh my God, it's a minefield out there. Absolutely. You get useful tips and resources and advice from other parents, from professionals, from salespeople even. Just about anyone associated with ASD. I mean, I've heard of a man who, who swears that his goat's milk cures ASD. Mm, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. it's unbelievable, but it's out there. And then there are other parents whom you encounter in the course of ferrying your kids from one therapy to the next, from therapists, from well-meaning relatives and friends. And, you know, if you live in India, then any random stranger in a supermarket will give you advice. And unfortunately, you have to fend for yourself. And it is hard. It's never an easy path. Yeah. Yeah. And as a parent, you, you are foisted with the responsibility of uh, making choices and decisions for your child, for his intervention, the kinds of therapy he may need, the right mix of therapies that he may need. All this when you still don't know enough about autism. You still, you know, haven't come to grips with understanding just what does this disorder mean? How long does it last? What is the expected, you know, developmental path? What's the right way to do things? You're still floundering in the dark. And you're already foisted these responsibilities. You are consulted if you're working with behavior analysts in making teaching plans, in understanding challenging behaviors, uh, in getting in-depth information from you on, um, tell me what are the child's preferences, tell me a little bit more about your child, uh, what kind of a personality is he, what are his behaviors, uh, give me the figures, give me the data and then you're also trained in basic teaching procedures and concepts like reinforcement, prompting and more definitely data taking, right? Oh, yeah. Expectations <laughs> from you are like, boom, yeah. sky high. That's true. And we as your primary service providers, we work on the assumption that you will be anyway motivated to work Absolutely, with your child. Yeah. I mean, it's your child. So while we talk of the need for intensive intervention for the child, positive reinforcement, functional communication and motivation, we assume that as the parent, you will do it. It is your child after all. Absolutely. We work, we work on that assumption that you want to help your child navigate through life and not fix his ASD. And that seems to be the zone where sometimes there is a mismatch between expectations. Once you commit yourself to being partners in the you know that intensive intervention process that we talk about many times we find that the priorities of the family shift to something that really doesn't help the child navigate life better though that is the purported reason with which we all begin it becomes more of an attempt to normalize him mm -hmm. to give him skills that would make him seem like other neurotypicals so it would be achieved through prepping him for school Right. By teaching him things like colors, shapes, numbers, alphabets, animal names, vegetable names and so on. Things that he most definitely does not need to learn at that point. While we 
as behavior analysts hold on to the goal of making life easier and making your child more successful at navigating life it's ironical because sometimes it almost seems like a role reversal <laughs> <laughs> so let's hit pause here for a moment and look at that child who's the center of attention he's the center of your attention and the center of our attention too as interventionists so regardless of the child having a diagnosis or not the single big thing to remember is that the child is an individual every child no matter whether he is typically developing or has problems he is an individual he has an existence that is separate from that of his parents he cannot be an extension of the parent and most certainly not the one who is going to be burdened with fulfilling the parents unfulfilled dreams and wishes oh yeah oh yeah right i didn't do this and i want you to do it exactly i never got the opportunity i'm giving it to you so here take, take it, it and go forward <laughs> so let's hit pause here for a moment and let's look at things from the perspective of the child so if you put yourself in his shoes well more complex way to say it if you were him and he were you <laughs> let's look at it and see what we come up with yep so if you were him and he were you then what skills would you need <laughs> or what skills would your child with asd need so let's take a quick look at four skills or four areas that your child needs to be well versed in the first one is to be able to communicate and express his needs in a socially appropriate manner which means no tantrums and no maladaptive behaviors and this is a must in his skill repertoire next up he needs to be able to take care of his basic needs to the extent possible while working towards independence ultimately so we're talking about toilet needs self feeding being able to clean himself change himself to the extent possible of course the other thing and this is you know very often forgotten is for your child to be engaged in play or in a leisure activity of his choice completely independently yeah yeah everybody needs that me time right exactly you as you know his mom or dad or primary caregiver you need your own time and this is time where your child needs to be engaged in something safely and at the same time having a good time yeah and the other thing that your child needs to be able to accept is changes in routines he needs to tolerate changes in routines and he needs to be able to accept denials of items that or activities that he requests for yeah so so important so if uh, each one of you asked yourselves if everything that you're doing now today is working towards that goal of making this child an independent entity someone who is separate from his family and someone who has his own own little identity what would your answer be i mean we would like each one of you to very very honestly apply your minds to this and you know think about it um you don't even have to tell us as long as you think about it <laughs> and you're being honest to yourself as a parent help us understand what we can do to motivate you and to positively reinforce you to work towards goals that will be meaningful for your child and for you in the long run for sure you may not see it as something very relevant now from your point of view 
but in the long run believe me it will benefit you and remember to start looking at things from the child's perspective because we are all in this together and we can make a real difference for the child when we join hands and work towards that common goal there is only one child and we need to be fair to that one child and not pull him in different directions so help us understand come back to us with a list of reinforcers not for your child this time but for you we need to understand you better we need to understand what we can do to and how we can intensively work with you <laughs> <laughs> to make you that that beautiful change maker that you can be so with that we wrap up today's episode of autism everyday do write in to us at wechallengeautism@gmail.com with your feedback your questions and your thoughts or you could always dm us at wechallengeautism on instagram and facebook thank you for tuning in stay safe and see you next time